Welcome, everyone. It is Wednesday, so you know what that means. It's our newest edition of our WeatherWise podcast. I hope everyone has been having a great week. I'm meteorologist Ulysses Garcia, and I am with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. So yeah, so this week we're going to talk about um, severe weather, and the reason we're going to talk about this is because now a lot of states are now dealing with Severe Weather Awareness Week. Uh, Delaware had theirs last week. Virginia's having theirs this week. And I actually did Google. I did look up for Maryland. Maryland's is actually sometime in April. So the fact that even a lot of states right now are now transitioning from winter weather to severe weather and the fact that we locked out on Monday with severe weather here on Delmarva, it's no better time to talk about it now that we're making our way into spring. Yeah, I was about to say, Ulysses, that uh, Monday, I believe, was the first time we were under uh, any SPC advisory for severe weather this year, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think you're actually right. I know you. I know you. We. I know during your shift a few weeks ago, you had yes. a severe thunderstorm warning, but there was not. Um, we were not under a marginal or a slight mm-hmm. risk when you had that. No, and our concern really with. Um, Monday, Monday night were those winds. I mean, Mm -hmm. I heard the winds throughout the afternoon hours and into the evening, but severe weather brings a variety of different hazards, concerns embedded within these thunderstorms. And uh, that's what Ulysses and I are really going to break down because, you know, I've only been living on Delmarva for two years and I've experienced pretty much everything here. I've experienced tropical weather, winter weather, severe weather. So especially as we head into spring and places out west, this is their severe weather season. And typically for us here on Delmarva, this is when we start to see those thunderstorms moving through the areas. Conditions are favorable for them. So that's why we decided to dedicate this podcast to severe weather. No, yeah, absolutely. You just said it, you know, the fact that we're going to we're moving to that time of the year. We're going to get it from, you know, just normal mid-latitude cyclones, but we also get severe weather from tropical cyclones. And obviously you've had a a good amount of experience with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so let's talk about um, where do you want to start? Do we start with, uh, do you want to just start with thunderstorms and then make our way up to tornadoes? Or do you want to start with tornadoes? I think what I'm going to start with first is like with severe weather is that we always see a watch and a warning. And I think to clarify that first, just so that people understand the difference, because you might notice Ulysses, an eye on air breaking into regular scheduled programming for a tornado warning. But if we're under a tornado watch, we're typically posting that information online or showing it within our regularly scheduled shows. So to start off with like a watch and a warning is a watch means that the factors are there for it to happen. So it could happen. But with a warning, it means it is happening. So that's when you should really seek shelter. Um, I always see this graphic every year, especially around this time of year, where people, meteorologists out west will always put this, the cupcake watch and the cupcake warning. So for the watch, they show like the cake mix, the eggs, the butters, the butter, um, the milk. So you have everything there for it to happen. So there could be cupcakes. But with a warning, that's when we're finally mixing all this together, throwing it into the oven and cupcakes are happening. So that's really the difference between a watch and a warning to describe it. So both should be taken very seriously, but the warning is the one where you need to act. Oh, yes. 
Absolutely. And then also to, you know, break it down a little further between a watch and a warning. So it doesn't matter if it's a severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch. Those are issued by the Storm Prediction Center. And that's the main office in Norman, Oklahoma. So they kind of just do like a regional and a national, uh, you know, they issue like the national and regional based stuff. While the tornado warnings and the severe thunderstorm warnings are issued by the local National Weather Service office. So here on Delmarva, when there's a severe thunderstorm watch that is covered by the Weather uh, Storm Prediction Center, while when there's a warning uh, for the southern half of Delmarva, it'll be issued by Wakefield, or if it's on northern Delmarva, it'll be issued by Mount Holly. Um, so, yes, very confusing for us on Delmarva to have three different uh, forecast offices to look out for and to receive these warnings from. So, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely we have to deal with a lot of offices. But, you know, but the good thing is that, you know, we have a, we do give you that information as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. So we're always on top of it. So that's the good thing about it. So. And like you mentioned, we were talking about severe thunderstorm watch and a severe thunderstorm warning. But I think, you know, let's explain what a severe thunderstorm is. So a severe thunderstorm has to have is classified as severe when it has one or more of the following um, categories. So it either has to have hail one inch or greater and winds gusting in excess of 58 miles an hour or have a tornado. So it just needs one of the three to become a severe thunderstorm and that's how you get the severe thunderstorm warning in effect so that means uh, a strong thunderstorm is just below that criteria so if you have mm -hmm. so those will be issued with special weather statements but if you have a severe thunderstorm warnings that means that usually the national weather service will say wind gusts of 60 miles an hour or hail of one inch or more and when it comes to hail at one inch or more that is classified as quarter size hail. So if it's a hail size bigger than a quarter, that would be considered a severe thunderstorm. And something important to note on Ulysses is that I was taking a look at um, Wakefield's National Weather uh, Service office and further Virginia Severe Weather Awareness Week. And they asked the viewing area, what are some, were their uh, area, their forecast area, what are some questions you have when it comes to severe weather? What do you want answered? And one of the things is, can a severe thunderstorm warning be issued without a watch? And yes, that is possible. That's what we saw um, a few weeks ago on the morning show was that there was a severe thunderstorm warning in effect. And I even believe it was for um, Accomack County, but there was no watch in effect. Uh, thunderstorms really weren't in the forecast. It was just those conditions were favorable for there to be a yeah. severe thunderstorm. Now, hail was possible. If you ever read these um, warnings in the tags, it'll tell you you know, what the threat is and what's possible. Now it said hail was possible, but the threat that it was concerned for were those winds uh, gusting greater than 58 miles per hour. So you can see a warning being issued without a watch first. So that goes off of what Ulysses was saying that, you know, there are these categories in effect or these criteria that needs to be met for severe thunderstorm warning to be issued. So um, just to go off what you were saying there a bit, Ulysses. No, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, you know, we're going to expand it a little bit more because I know last year, meteorology, um, they kind of issued this thing mid-season. So the National mm -hmm. Weather Service decided to expand the severe thunderstorm warning even further by creating a couple more categories 
um, by them. And the reason they did this is because uh, a lot of it had to do with what happened, I think, in 2020 with the derecho out in the Midwest. And a lot of people think that um, because the fact that the, they're all clumped together in one category, uh, sometimes, you know, the winds are the winds and the hail are too. Um, they're all put together in the same category. And I think they, a lot of people wanted it to be in different categories. And that's what the National Weather Service did last summer. So as of last August, and this will now go into this season, and it did continue at the end of last year, is that there's three types of categories for severe thunderstorm warning. So a base, um, a base severe thunderstorm is just the minimum criteria. So what I read you before, which is 58 miles an hour um, and hail of one inch or a quarter size. Um, then you'll see in the tags a considerable um, considerable damage threat. That will be severe thunderstorm warnings that have 70-mile-an-hour winds or um, golf ball size hail, which is one and three-quarter inches. And then lastly, there will be a destructive tag on um, – destructive damage tag on it if it's 80 miles an hour or hail of – two and three quarters which is baseball size hail um so yeah so like areas out west they tend to deal with considerable or even destructive um severe thunderstorm warnings so they added this um be, you know just to make sure they you know people take it a little more seriously i mean regardless you should take them all seriously but i think out there um it, you know just to clarify the intensity of the winds and the hail mm-hmm and to keep with the theme of severe thunderstorms, so Ulysses just went over these uh, different tags that you can see different categories, but uh, you mentioned, Ulysses, the Storm Prediction Center a little bit ago based in Oklahoma, and they're the ones in charge of putting out outlooks. Yeah. So sometimes if you're watching and Ulysses and I are forecasting thunderstorms, um, the SPC could issue an outlook for the area. And that's just saying that they are forecasting strong to severe storms for the area, but those are also within a category too. So you could say that, you know, we're forecasting these. It doesn't mean that they are happening. It means that they could happen, that we could see storms like this. So just going over the different categories for um, the SPC. So the lowest category that's really not a category is just thunderstorms so it's like a light green that you'll see on the map and they're just saying that thunderstorms are possible but they won't be severe but what they're saying also is lightning and flooding threats exist with the thunderstorms those are possibilities within thunderstorms but once we get to the actual five uh risk categories there's level one I typically speak of this in terms level one out of five. It's easier to understand that versus to, for me to go saying marginal, slight, enhanced. So level one is a marginal risk. And that typically means isolated severe thunderstorms are possible, typically limited in duration and or coverage and or intensity. So think of these as spotty thunderstorms that could happen later in the day in the summer, maybe during the afternoon hours with a cold front moving through the area. The conditions were there for these storms to happen. They're just not strong enough or it's not a strong enough system to bring these storms onto the area. So a level two is a uh, slight. So this is more scattered. Severe storms are possible. Still short-lived, but not widespread. Isolated, intense storms are possible. And then level three out of five is the enhanced risk. So numerous severe storms are possible, 
and these are more persistent and or widespread. A few of them could be intense. Now, typically on Delmarva, at least while I've been here, we've seen more of a level a level one or a level two. But if you take a look out west, especially during severe weather season, I know we had a few last year where they were forecasting or putting in their outlook a level four or a level five. And typically within those areas, too, that's where you'll see the greatest uh, risk for um, severe weather hazards like tornadoes. So a level four is moderate. And it means widespread severe storms are likely. These are long-lived, widespread, and intense, where level five is a high risk. So widespread severe storms are expected. So they change the wording. So a level four is likely, but a level five is these are expected. And they're long-lived, very widespread, and particularly intense. So typically with uh, severe storms that within the outlook areas, so they could put, you know, four different counties could be within the same outlook area. And typically at a level four, level five, that's when you'll see storm chasers maybe going out there um, where the Weather Channel or big news networks are doing their severe weather coverage at because those are forecasted to be the hardest hit by those systems or at the highest risk. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, I know we, we, you know, out west is where they have the chance um, to deal with level fours, level fives. Look, look here on Delmarva, what I've have se- we have seen so far is just level threes, um, you know, a couple times, but mm-hmm. definitely out west. Um, but regardless, you know where you are, uh, you know, you should take every outlook seriously, just because, um, you know, even if it is a level one or a level two, um, you know, it could still provide a good amount of damage mm-hmm. just for an isolated area. And we've, you know, and that's from just experience as us as meteorologists, we know that. A level one or level two can create, you know, just enough of a powerful tornado mm-hmm. or just enough Strong of a wind. line of damaging winds, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to wreak havoc in a couple of neighborhoods. So um, yeah. so even if it's level one, you know, don't take it lightly. And like Sloan mentioned, even when there's um, just a general chance of a thunderstorm, which is level zero, um, you know, we still could get the chance of a severe thunderstorm if the right elements come into play. And that's what happened yeah. a few weeks ago when Sloan was on air during the morning show, so. Yep. And before Ulysses and I get to severe weather safety, something, um, you know, we've mentioned hail, we've mentioned winds. Lightning is a um, frequent concern within these thunderstorms. And flooding, flooding can occur, especially um, some thunderstorms can have very heavy rainfall within them and flash flooding can occur. But also Ulysses had mentioned tornadoes are also a possibility within strong thunderstorms that have rotation. Typically, um, when these tornado warnings are issued, we will see them say whether it was radar indicated or storm spotter saw one. So um Either if you know a person sees a tornado on the ground, a storm spot, and reports it to the National Weather Service, or it's radar indicated, both should be taken very seriously. And which leads into the topic of pretty much spring is severe weather safety. So when there's warnings in effect, the best thing to do that Lisey's and I can both agree on is to stay inside. No need to go outside. No need to be on the roads during bad weather, during severe storms. The best thing is, is to stay inside and stay away from windows. Uh, typically, with strong winds, that they can pick up stuff on the ground, like maybe especially in the, sub- the summertime, if you have patio furniture outside, strong winds can easily gust up a chair. They could gust up maybe even an umbrella on your porch 
or even a trash can. And that stuff is a hazard now to your house as it could hit a window, it could enter the house. So the best thing to do is to stay away from, you know, exterior walls and to stay away from those windows and to stay inside. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, severe thunderstorm warnings and especially tornado warnings, like you said, you know, stay inside, um, go to the, you know, go to a basement or the most interior room of your house. So if you have a basement, go to the, your basement. So the main thing is you want to be as low as you can. And if you, and, or if not go to an interior room, so like a closet that's away from the windows. Um, and, you know, and also, you know, we mentioned this all the time, make sure, you know, you grab some pillows with you or mattress. Mm -hmm. You want to put yourself as much padding to protect yourself and your family from the possible debris that you can get from a severe thunderstorm or a tornado. But the main thing is when, whenever you hear a warning is to take cover um, and, you know, um, you know, try to get to safety. If you're out on the road, um, the best thing, you know, the best thing we tell you is try to go to a ditch um, because you want to be as low as you can because you want to have that debris above you. Um, do not go under an over, an, un, under an overpass, because you're just going to deal with the wind tunnel effect from a severe thunderstorm or a tornado. So if you're ever um, driving and you realize there's nowhere to go, the best thing you can do is get out of your car and just go into a ditch, go to like the lowest possible ground that you can find uh, nearby and just, you know, mm -hmm. lay low. And something else is Ulysses and I, our apartment, we live in apartments. So, um, I remember when Isaias hit in 2020 and Daniel and I were doing um, endless tornado coverage. It felt like that morning a viewer had wrote in and said, well, what do I do if I live in an apartment complex? Now, the best thing to do is maybe go downstairs to your downstairs neighbor and to um, be there. But the other thing that you could do is to, again, put as many walls between you and the outside as possible. So, you know, going to that bathroom, going to that closet, but the best thing to do is to get to the lowest part that you can be. No, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I know I live on the third floor of my apartment. I know, like, um, I know there's a downstairs neighbor, but we also have a laundry room. And the laundry room is probably looks like to be the safest place in my building, just because of the fact that there's no windows and it's pretty interior. So I know where to go in my apartment. But yeah, definitely like, you know, when you if you live somewhere, especially like an apartment, you, you know, it's always good to know, like, what your surroundings are, um, you know, especially if you live in a higher floor, um, just know what's below you, you know, maybe, maybe try to get to know your neighbors or if, you know, if, or if there's a laundry room or something, you know, like make sure you familiarize yourself, uh, you know, just like Sloan said, but the best thing you can do is just the main key thing is just to be as low as you can and away from a window. So to be as mo the most inside as you can. Mm -hmm. The most inside you can be. And also um, have your smartphone charged. Smartphones are such a helpful tool during severe weather. Of course, downloading our 47 ABC weather app. Um, alerts will be sent right to your phone, letting you know if your area is under a watch or warning, letting you know what the forecast is calling for. And that's a great way to stay informed. And also the warnings will also let you know when they expire when it's um when they're over when the severe weather has cleared out of the area so seeing those time stamps are very helpful and also something else is that take everybody with you in your household that includes your pets yeah. um 
every year you see those stories during severe weather where people left their pets behind. So make sure that you take your pets with you. They're just afraid um, as you are and they want to be safe with you. So taking them into if you were going to the bathtub, taking them into the bathtub with you, take and covering their heads with yours. So making sure that they're safe and feeling safe, too. No, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you have pets, make sure, you know, you, you don't forget about them because like you said, uh, you know, they're, they're just as scared as you are. And, you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're barking or making noise for a reason. They're scared. So you really got to make sure, you know, you take them with you so you can calm them down. And that way you can also calm yourself down. And the main thing, you know, when it comes to all this is to just never panic, you know, just make sure you, mm -hmm. you have a good idea of what you're going to do. Uh, you know, just don't panic. Um, when you hear one of these warnings, um, you know, come at you. So um, just know that, you know, make sure you have a plan. That's the key thing, you know, um, yeah, making and, sure and, you know, you plan. absolutely. And, you know, like Sloan said, make sure you have your, your phone charged because, you know, um, you know, because in that way, you know, if something does happen, like, you know, make sure you let some friends know and that way they can get a hold of you and that way they can know you're okay. Or, and that way, you know, people can start helping out after the, the system passed through the area. So that's why cell phones are really uh, important now, just because they also, A, like, like Sloan mentioned, you can use the app to track the storm, but it'll also be good um, after the storm as well. Yep. And, you know, the app's good. Staying weather aware is good. Um, you can always watch us on air, online, uh, when there's a tornado warning in the area. Uh, we're pretty much on air for almost the full duration of them. And just make sure that you're staying safe and having that plan. Ulysses is right. Planning is the best thing you could do, especially if you have kids, making sure they know what to do when severe weather strikes. I know on Tuesday morning, uh, speaking of planning, I know Virginia did a statewide tornado drill, I believe. I'm sure Maryland will be doing one Um during their severe weather awareness week, but see what your local county, uh, your local emergency management office has to say too about severe weather. And maybe they have plans that you can adapt to fit your household. No, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually trying to just look up a little bit more exactly when it comes to um, Maryland here for information. But yeah, it says that Maryland's severe storm awareness week is from eight. Um, actually, let me see. Hold on. I'm trying to see exactly when it is this year, but for Maryland, um, it looks like it will be, well, yeah, like I mentioned before, sometime in April. So there will be, and you're, and like Sloan mentioned, during that week that they do the severe weather awareness, there will be a tornado drill. And that's just so you can practice, um, mm -hmm. you know, what to do when something, if there is a tornado um, warning in your area. I know some towns that's, um, you know, they use the giant drill noise um, to let people know that there's really, really bad weather coming their way. Mm. Well, I think I've said everything I want to say about severe weather, Ulysses. Anything no. else you can think no. of? Uh, no, I think that's about it. I think we covered, you know, what the what severe thunderstorm warnings and tornado warnings are and, um, you know, and the fact, you know, the categories and, you know, what the stuff that we're going to be talking about throughout the season. Um, so, yeah, I think we're good when it comes to severe weather. Um, looking ahead, though. Looking at the weather as we go through the end of the week, we are going to be dealing with some drier weather for Thursday and Friday here on Delmarva. And then as we go towards the beginning of the weekend, it looks like we're going to have a cold front come through. We're going to deal with rain on Saturday, but I know some models are trying to indicate that we could have just a quick little burst of a wintry mix 
or snow towards the very tail end of it. I don't think we'll get like anything, you know, impressive, but there is the chance that we, as our temperatures fall throughout the day on Saturday, we could see what could be our last gasp of winter here. You know, I think I'm excited for winter and it's time to go. Also, not only does that cold front have the potential, you know, to bring us a wintry mix, I'm being more optimistic and going with the model showing rain, but we lose an hour of sleep on Sunday. I'm so upset about that. And then Sunday's going to be cold. No. Yeah, absolutely. I know we're going to be, it feels, I know we're springing forward, but our temperatures Mm -hmm. are definitely not springing forward with it. As we go, they're springing backwards. They're going to winter again. Yeah. I guess we're falling back. You can say, but yeah. So yeah, like Sloan mentioned, we're going to lose an hour of sleep this Saturday night. Um, at 2 a.m. Set your so, clocks. Set I your always clocks. forget. And uh, just remember, the sunset on Saturday will be at 6.06. But on Sunday, that sunset will now be at 7.07. .07. So that means that the sunrises that we've had at 6 a.m. will now be pushed to 7. And now we're going to see our sunsets and our sunrises later now um, each day. So I know Sloan, I know since she... Since you work the morning shift, I know you're not going to be the happiest. I have strong feelings about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, for sure. And I know that actually might be our next topic, probably. We're going to talk about daylight savings. I think that might be our next topic. Yeah. I know we're going to talk about our opinions about it, how we feel about it. And we'll also give you guys a background history of exactly why this is created and why there's now like all these states trying to push through them. And that's something we're going to talk about likely next time on our next weather wise, but is there anything else you want to conclude? Nope. Um, you know, just stay weather aware this season and to stay tuned with us on 47 ABC. We have you covered. All right. Yes, absolutely. So make sure to stay tuned with us. So I just want to say to everyone, thank you for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great finish to their week and also a great weekend as well. Try to you know get some sleep as you can before you lose that hour. Maybe Friday night if you can try to sleep a little bit more so that way Saturday night it doesn't feel so bad when you wake up Sunday. <laughs> um, but overall though everyone just have a great weekend. Um, you know we'll be here and once again and when it comes to weather wise you know we're bringing you more weather wisdom so thank you everyone. See you next time.